Log Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Neil and Kristen Maker Psychic Hour. Uh, sorry, we were just reading an article about the coral reefs, that they're dying. It's very, very sad. So for those of you who are, are environmentalists, Ocean Conservancy is an excellent organization to donate to. They are a top-rated um, charity on Charity Navigator, but it's really terrible what's happening in our oceans and we just happened to encounter this article right before the show so anyway we are looking forward to talking to some of you today i mean we're looking forward to talking to all of you <laughs> not just some of you that call all of our callers we're looking forward to hearing from 914-338-0164 is the call number Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And uh, what else? Follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts, accounts are linked. Oh, there's my other, other. Those accounts are linked on our blog talk radio profile, Neil and Kristen, the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. And I'm pushing the, I've got to get the chat room open, get the mic set, not mics, but the, laptop and we're ready to go i'm going to post to our pages neil you want to start us off well you know i want to um wish peewee herman uh, paul rubens a safe trip to his next journey along his next journey you know he's crossed over now that, that was really shock that was a shocker who who how many people have we lost this week oh there's been quite a few this whole year Oh, Sinead O'Connor, Tony Bennett, and Pee Wee Herman. So a lot of major stars. Um, you know, obviously, Sinead O'Connor came with a lot of controversy. And she ripped the picture of the Pope up on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And pe- there was a great deal of backlash from that. But people didn't understand that she was speaking out against the sexual abuse that was happening and how the Irish part of the Catholic Church was not addressing those. Well, I don't think anyone was at the time. So she was scapegoated terribly for that. And then she became Muslim, which is just weird, because she was pretty passionately Catholic, according to... Well, she was found the Catholic Church not to her standards, and so she, you know, she presented a lot of drama. So, and there was a lot of drama in her her life. Yeah, and then her, her birth date reflected it. Yeah. 
And, you know, there's some, she was suicidal. Um, she had a tough time, which sort of suggests, you know, success, because she had major success. A lot of people can't rest with success. A lot of people say, you know, I had a successful life, and no matter what I do, I, I rest on my success. And I'm glad that whatever notoriety I have left or what whatever may be left for me on this planet, I can live on the heirs of my success and know that I made a dent or an imprint. A lot of people doesn't care. I mean, depression, suicide ideation um, are powerful uh, opponents of life. And uh, for some people, it's just rough. It doesn't matter what you've done or what you've accomplished. Uh, depression is a terrible, terrible disease, and it's not just a psychological condition. It's an emotional condition and a biological condition. So it becomes um, extraordinarily... Uh, extraordinarily um, complicated, complex. Well, and, and yeah. when you suffer from depression, I mean, there are different levels of depression. Some people, yes, it is absolutely biological. Some people are prone to depression because of this, but also situations cause depression in people that normally wouldn't be depressed. So then you have people prescribe medications like Prozac and, um, you know, all the all Zolopaxil because they've gone through a traumatic experience and and their doctor decides to put them on a medication which I don't think is such a great idea actually in those cases because people become dependent and so on and so forth so what we deem you know depression has to be carefully examined and analyzed by doctors and I think there's a definitely over prescription of medication I don't know why we're even talking about this but well it, according to our history and study of numerology, depression can can be revealed in a person's birth date. Not all the time, and it's not standardized or overall um, overall uh, assumed that this is with everybody, but you will find in many cases when there's a zero in a number, of course, you don't put a zero in front of a number ever. But when People number, often do. And yeah. I mean, they're required to, like I think in the military, you say my birthday is zero seven. Yeah, you, you can do you that. Know, blah, blah. It, according to numerology, you don't do it. And if you're talking about your birthday, don't really do it unless it's mandated. But a zero after a number, particularly in the day, um, 11s can be problematic. Uh, but that isn't to say that if you did a research on people who are depressed, you're going to find it can happen with any number. But those numbers, according to numerical you can factor, at least in the cases that I've experienced over well fifty years. You're so old. Yeah. Um, finally, 
was on the phone with me. And um right. You can have old souls in your bodies, but uh, when we're talking about this, getting back to the theme of depression, it's amazing how some of us can the precious circumstances and uh, yeah, not strife exactly. or conflict, but they're not likely depressed, and there are those people. Something along that line, but depression is a creature. Well, they attack an individual that they do cause. Well, yeah, but you know, oftentimes people with depression have a history of famous mental illness. That's going to make someone more prone to be depressed. As I said, you can be depressed. I said earlier, just based on the situation, break up with a, a, a boyfriend or girlfriend, and you become depressed. People that aren't largely prone to depression, otherwise. So, yeah. So. And it's difficult. So, you know, do you medicate depression or do you try to get out of it more on a holistic level? I I know someone who was medicated for anxiety at 19 years old. And this was the time, during that time, I mean, I think those things were SSI, the, the magic cure for everything. This person has been on this medication for 30 years oh, yeah, and cannot were. get off. I mean, when she tries to get off, she has a medication. I'm horrible, horrible. Anti-psychotic medication? Yeah. Well, I mean, you just, and there was no charge. It was all... So uh, we can find that there are indications that number normally we take on you know a record of when we were born, how old we are, status we're in, and of course the list goes on and on. But no. Evaluations from those, uh, what kind of information you derive from any particular evaluation. We tend to believe that destiny should be. Okay. And marriages and. I have to step out momentarily. So let me write today's date on my little paper. We're so old-fashioned. 
probably people take notes on the computer for their, you yeah, know, right? they're I mean, easier to access, but I like, you know, a notebook or a daily planner kind of, yeah. that kind of person. Okay. Hey, Dion. Hi. How are you? Hey. Oh, hanging in there. Yeah, that's all we can do, right? Well, yeah, that's kind of the way it is. What's up? Okay, so basically they're saying that I don't qualify for the unit because I took my application back, and they're just playing games. So I'm going to pick up my voucher right now because I need that. I need to have my voucher in order to transfer to anywhere. And I I personally think that they just don't want the Section 8 in the mobile card. Right. She's gonna have that problem no matter who she brings to dinner, that's gonna voucher. I, I'm not gonna take it personal. Um, I followed the guidelines, I followed the instructions, I waited like they wanted me to wait, but I can't be you know, like I was just told no, so now I just have to go pick up my paperwork and and then I'm gonna <laughs> try the guy in Orlando and if he doesn't work then at least I just have to get north to get out of this heat because it's gonna kill my dog. I'm sorry things didn't work out, but I, it wasn't for lack of me trying. No. No, I know you tried. And, and also, I mean, you know, I tried as well and ran into the same problems you did when trying to get assistance. I, I, there's very little resources in Florida. And I think it's hard. I mean, it's hard anywhere. If you're going to rely on public assistance, it's very challenging. And the timing element, it, it's it may have been better to try to secure a place before you left Wisconsin. I don't know if that would have been possible if they could have transferred the voucher and then you secure a place, but probably not. You probably had to relocate. There was something you could do. Have you contacted the North Carolina Housing Board? I, I can't remember. She's yeah, I, I contacted them this morning, and it's, I contacted them this morning, and it's the same thing. Like, you have to be there. So in order to get housing, you have to be in that area to secure right. the housing. Yeah. And so nothing's going to happen quickly. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to be living out of my car no matter what because either I have to come up with a deposit or blah, 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 blah. So if I'm going to be living out of my car, i got to do it where, like, I'm not going to be killing my dog and running through every dollar putting the air conditioning on so my dog doesn't die. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm going to keep driving north, and then I'll just have to work and live out of my car until I'm able to get stable enough to get a, to get a place. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I do. can't keep – yeah, that's it, really. So I'm just going to so, keep going north. So, so you're going to Orlando to try to see if this place will work out. But now you have the deposit – the deposit um, – the people that help with the deposit. It's only good – for Florida. The deposit's only good in the county that I'm in right now. So okay. it would have been good if I needed it for the county that I'm in now. But that lady even told me to leave Florida. She's like, you should just leave Florida because you're not going to get any help here. So even she told me to leave. Who? Who was that? The lady who was helping me with the deposit. So the, uh, so. You're have, you're gonna have to, because these places require deposits. The places that you texted. So and then I'm just gonna, gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to be a human being and do the best that I can until I can come up with the money for a deposit. Nobody's gonna help me. Nobody's gonna help me. Nobody's gonna give no, me the money. None of I that. Don't see, 
No, you can apply again in the county. Apply again through the same agency in Orlando. Say, I'm trying in Orlando right now. Let's try to get a deposit for Orlando. Reapply. Say, or move it to another county. Text me, text me the phone number of this place that, with, that has the deposits, will you? Can you do that it's for me? It's only good for the county that I'm in right now that has no housing. It was the tiny house or that was it. I know, but what I'm, beyond, beyond, what I'm saying is what you should do, you need to deposit at these other places. Are the two different places that, okay, so you were looking at one place in Florida, right? The Orlando place. The Orlando <laughs> place, I told the guy, call me right now. I'll meet you in Orlando in, in, in an hour, and we'll get it going. Like, I need a place, you have one, I got a voucher, let's go. So I got to go pick up my voucher right now. Okay, so what? text me the number of the place that, that's handling the application for your deposit because you have to have a deposit for the Orlando apartment. I saw the listing. You have to have a deposit. Maybe, maybe not. not. Not everybody requires a deposit. Okay, but it's still in your best interest to see if you can continue the application process in Orlando or restart an application process in case. And if Orlando doesn't work out, so just text me the phone number. Text me the phone I number. I will. For you. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's what I'll do. Um, and you had an okay say last night with the blind, the blind meal, loading the, loading the uh, vending machines at the rest stop. That's pretty funny because I said, we need to put out protection for you. And then that happened. So that's funny. Yeah. yeah. When I woke I up this morning, I, I saw your name. I have several disguises. Um, back to the Beach Boys, I get around. That was based on my life. <laughs> so anyway, Dion, just hang in there. You know, your 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 journey has, has some very very challenging things in it but your destiny outweighs your journey of turmoil so things will work out I've over over well over 50 years of doing this kind of work I've seen people in their predicament and and worse worse not. yeah that, and, I mean that uh, they get out of it They're get happy. out of it they have houses yeah one gal uh, I've known for over 30 years has her own home now She's on disability. Uh, she's on disability. It, she got something through the government. It, it's a HUD house. It was H- a HUD, HUD house. And, you know, that's an amazing story. That's from a person that, like, like you, nothing. And, nothing. well, I mean, Dion, well, actually, she was a writer, right? She does yeah. write. She did write for newspapers and things like that. So she's, you know, not, like, completely. But, but you know, had no income, nothing. So uh had to work as an usher in theater. I mean, it was humiliating for her. Uh, and had animals, too. So suddenly, she won this home. She was in the newspaper and everything. So you got to just go with the tide right now, you know? You have to just sort of go with the tide right now. You know... Uh, you don't know this, but there was an, a French convict named Papillon, and um, he had a tattoo of a butterfly, but he was a famous 
French convict. He was on Devil's Island. And he actually escaped from Devil's Island. It was torturous. But he escaped. He threw a raft. He, escaped, he, he was put on an island after many years and then threw a raft over the cliff and just uh, went adrift in the, in the middle of the, uh, I think it was the Indian Ocean or the Pacific Ocean. Uh, anyways, he just floated. And he said to God, I'm still here. I'm still here. Anyways, he was picked up by a ship, rescued, and lived out his life on land. So, you know, you never, you never say never. You always have to keep that energy going. And you have to look at this. I know it's superfluous to your circumstances, but you've got to look at it as, as an adventure you're on. And the universe has put you and your dog as two companions on this journey. And you have to reassure your dog it's okay. And we'll put out energy that around the corner there'll be a blessing. I think there will be. Yeah. And uh, things will be restored once again, Dion. You'll continue with your book and your documentary and fulfill your destiny. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay, so just hang in there. Keep 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 us posted. You can see that we use our our time outside of the show to help you and we're sincere about that. I know you are and I really appreciate it. I I really do. You're keeping me like sane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well I've lost it a few times. Yeah, I know, I know, and it's understandable, but you're, you're, you know, like I said, you just got to build on what your successes are. Like, you've written three books. That, that, take that, as I said, uh, email to you and say, I've accomplished this. All I'm trying to do is get housing. If I can write three books, I can get a house easily. You know, you can. And, and I think books. that's like, and Go thank ahead. you for saying that, too, because part of the process is, is these people just treat you like you're a piece of garbage, man, because, know. you know, you need them. You need them. And it's like, no, it's a two-way street, you know, like the tiny house. That, that place has been sitting vacant for a very long time. She had me, and she could have, you know, had me as a tenant, but she was just well, you know, not going to do anything. Know. Beyond, they're in the business of assisting people. And if they're not assisting people, even on a humane level, they're going to get karma. Yeah. They're, they're going to get it. It's so weird that you said humane level because that's exactly what words I used to her in an email today. Yeah. I said, you know, the human element, I said, or actually the humane element has been lost here. Well, I mean, you know, I, you know I, what I heard. You do? You're going through a test, Beyond. You're being tested for some reason, according to karma or maybe transcendence. You're being tested to see how well you endure and what your attitude is. Now, it's okay to, you know, get nervous or whatever, scared, uncertain. Those are parts of the human condition. But keep your faith strong. And when you encounter people that are below average, in their job performance, just say you should be ashamed of yourself. You you elected to be in this job, and you treat human beings like pieces of shit. This other, the other part of it is it's not only the housing authority that that's 
involved, but it's dealing with the the, the homeowners, yeah. and then it's dealing with the homeowners association, which I, I it's shocking that this little like single mobile home, I guess because it's, is it a mobile home park? I, I, to me, it looks like it's. It was the mobile home park that yeah. that so was the yeah, so it doesn't look when in the picture it looks like it's this freestanding mobile home that's not attached to any park. It no. just looks like it's sitting out in the middle of the street. So I surprised there was I was surprised there was an HOA just because of the appearance of of the mobile home itself. It doesn't seem attached to other mobile homes that you would normally you know it's not like a mobile home park. You know, Dion, back in World War II during the Holocaust, there was an actual, I think he was Catholic, he was Polish, and he wanted to like me. To, um, to amplify and, and identify the atrocities that were going on in the death camps, concentration camps. So he elected to go in. He posed as a Jew and went in to document the atrocities. Now, he was severely beaten, tortured. He finally escaped, but the story didn't end there. He documented everything and published it. And then finally, in in pursuit of furthering the truth, he was he was finally killed. What, what uh, a famous, uh, But you know, he 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 didn't. He volunteered to face adversity. He volunteered to face the truth. And reveal it. It's not somewhat similar to what impartial nature your journey is about. But sometimes we have to suffer, even to the point of non-elected death, to reveal the truth. And if this is part of your right. journey to get there, if this is what you have to endure, it will enrich your narration of life. So when we encounter people who have done the remarkable against the odds, even upon election. I know this isn't your election to be in this predicament, but if God put you in this, then there's got to be a reason for it. And it's not to say that it excuses your emotions, but it is to say that you're in a test, and we believe you'll get out of it. Intact. Yep. It's only a matter of time. It, it would be a lot easier just not being in the heat. The heat is what multiplies the aggravation yeah. times 100. Trust me. It's just I mean, constant. Listen, we're, I mean, we're dealing with heat here, too, and we're not in your situation, but I'm going nuts. I mean, the humidity here is really high, which people don't realize there is humidity in, in Southern California. Um, and I'm... I'm trying to deal with it with all the other things that we've got going on in our lives, and it's challenging. So we can definitely you relate. Know, they used to, it's not much to say, but they used to have these handheld fans. They look like little rocket ships. And uh, you can buy them. They're not that expensive. They run on a battery. And they, and they, have, they look like a plane, but they look more like a missile. And they have a propeller, and you turn it on, and you get some eh, mild relief uh, with whatever available airflow you have that has some coolness in it. But it's better than a, you know, waving a fan in front of your face. I they used to have them in some in the 
from the dime stores. So they, I don't know if they still make them, but they should. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe back in the 80s, they were popular. Um, I had a couple, too, but uh, oh. they're little handheld uh, propeller fans. Run on a battery. Um, but anyways, you know, and uh, so keep us posted. I know you have to get your voucher, so, and you've got to yeah. Right. So, so what you got to do is text me that number for the house uh, for the application for the deposit. Okay. Yeah, and the guy from Orlando just texted me. He he doesn't want to meet me there today. So I'm just gonna grab my voucher and then I'm just gonna head to Asheville. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but at least it's cooler there. But before I go there, I'll look for a campsite because you can stay at the campsites for like twenty bucks a night. Okay, and then um, so you're gonna say you're gonna you're saying I'm getting out of Florida, period, right now. Yeah, it's just too hot here. My dog's gonna my if if I if I'm not in the heat, I could at least like drive around without the air conditioning on, and you know because the air conditioning is what kills your gas. Yeah, I know it does. So uh, okay, so now with that, text me the number because I'll know that you're not going to just stay in Florida, and I'll see if you can reapply or if that deposit application can be reworked and um, okay. I will also see what I can do about finding resources for you while you are there and um, that's it I guess that's it Dion. Thank um, you. you're welcome you're welcome I'll be in touch later okay text me that okay yeah I mean, you know, it's sort of like Exodus. You're wandering in the desert, not for 40 years, but there again, um, people go through great trials and tribulations in life. I'm going through a trial right now. I'm really irritated. Sorry. You know, what can you say? Existence is hard. And and it can be just as hard for someone who lives in a mansion as it is for somebody who lives in a tent. Well, Exi- depending on their mental state, yes. Yeah, I mean, existence is a difficult thing to and get through. And I, it might be nice to add that, you know, I forgot to tell Dion this. You lived in a tent. Yeah. You lived in a tent on the beach in the snow or cold uh, in Oregon. Uh, well, the, the bitter winter cold on the Oregon coast. Maybe it wasn't snowing. Okay, so, and it, how long were you? Oh, six months. So. <laughs> using yeah. using public, public restrooms. restrooms and, you know, to, to having two animals. You're tra- in a tent. Trying to find um, habitation. Well, you, you know, were trying to buy a home. You wanted to buy a home in these new rent. beautiful uh, rent, well, but ultimately buying a home. Well, the the idea was to move up to Oregon and live on the coast. And when we got there, we realized that the isolated areas along the coast are few and far between, and they're difficult, and they're prejudiced and bigoted, and they're territorial. And the only way that uh, we saved ourselves was we were talking to a realty company that doesn't exist anymore, Stanfield Realty. And we were talking to the owner there, and she was flat serious. You're not going to live here. 
we don't want you here, there's nothing available, blah, 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 blah. And it was bitter, cold, freezing rain. So I would go every morning and park in front of the realty office, and she just was absolutely obnoxious. Well, one day, a stray dog what you thought was uh, a stray by, dog. No, it was a stray dog. It passed oh, by. No, it passed by the realty company, and it was lost in the rain. It had no place to go. Obviously petrified. And I dashed out in the driving rain and scooped it up, and took it into the car. And then a minute later, this woman came out. This woman who was so rude and callous, she came out and looked at me and waved me like, come in, come in. And so I kept the dog in the car and I walked in and she said, what do you think you're doing? I go, what do you mean? She goes, what are you doing with that dog? I go, the dog is homeless. It was out uh, in the rain. It had no place to go. I'm going to rescue the dog. What do you tend to do with it? I'm going to keep it in our tent and give it shelter. And she said, oh, you are, are you? And I said, yeah, I am. Suddenly her face relaxed. And she said, um, I'm an animal lover. I thought, oh, boy, here it comes. And she goes, for what you did and what I witnessed, I'm going to give you a beautiful home to rent right on the cliff of the Oregon coast. I mean, my mouth dropped open. And so we lived in this wonderful two-story house on the coast. Then didn't you have your, uh, well, another home? No, you didn't have anything. I thought after that you bought a home. No, uh, yeah, after that, we, from there, we moved into another rented home. And then from there, we, we were able to purchase a home through HUD. And we, it was, we it was some, they were building new homes. And only certain people could apply for these homes. They were brand new homes, single-story right. homes, you know, about 1,500 square feet, story. but but beautiful for the area, right on the coast, brand new, you know, a typical uh, single-story home, but very nice, all new, nice furnishing, everything. And um, she was instrumental in recommending us to uh, be eligible for this home above thousands of people. And we got it. And we got it. And the um, guy who built it, his first name was Herb, uh, he he dug in the land and built the home, and we moved in, and that's where we live. And what year was this? This was around 1979, 78. Hmm. So, uh, and... Um, I stayed there for a long time until my my journey took me elsewhere. But but that was uh, you see, and it went from and we lived in a tent and it was miserable in pouring rain with animals, dripping. two animals. Yeah, I had to wake up at four in the morning and use public restrooms and try to you know um, clean in a sink. It was a horrible experience, freezing cold. Uh, yeah, but we we endured, and and um, I mean life wasn't easy living on the coast. You had to get any job you could, even with several degree college degrees. I had to work in a motel. Yeah, as a maid. So 
as a maid. For seven years. And write novels. So it doesn't, um, you know, life is not a bowl of cheering. No, it isn't. And I was telling Dion, too, you know, I had my own troubling experiences younger, finding, you know, homes and, 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 and foundation. To me, it's very important to have a secure, solid foundation or I am not grounded without a home. And so, you know, I did go through challenges with that um, when I was in my 20s and my late teens. So I, I, I get it. I do get it, actually, because I've experienced, experienced those challenges. Dion has a 12 in her birth date. I've got in, on the karmic side a 21. So, I mean, that shows that, you know, you're going to have problems in relationship and foundation. Yeah, I mean, you know, what it is. the thing, if I were Dion, I'd be going, okay, okay, so I'm a 28-10-1. One. one is the earth. One is grounding. Okay, so I've got journeys in terms of my foundation. I'm, I'm sort of rootless, and I've got karma in the earth in terms of foundation, which is also habitation. But what do I have in my favor? Well, her day is five, so communication, expression, writing, and that's one of her main criteria. She has a seven in her year, which might be accountable for why she even um, calls refers to spiritual shows yeah. and has maybe some hidden drive on faith or endurance. And then she drops four points down to a three, which is, of course, a mystical triangular number, a trinity number a pyramid number, and seven and three in your year become a ten again. She's gone. Huh? She's gone. Which uh, reveals um, uh, the uh, attitude of her karmic number. So when you look at your numbers and you start to derive a code, everything is a code. You're, you, if you have numbers to get into your home or your car, you punch a number and the door opens, open sesame. It's coded. Your address is coded. Without your address, you can't get mail. Everything has a code to it. A secure, social security number opens up a whole narration for life. So you're coded with numbers. Uh, we they tend to, numbers are impersonal leading to personal. It's backwards. It's like wearing your shirt inside out. But they do lead to a form of identification. And a birthday is a mirror or a portal through which one ventures into identifying your life. Doctors and medical fields will use it to arrange a birth date in their year and were classified. And sometimes you, when you take a test and there's a number for your cholesterol, everything is connected. Everything's connected. You're waiting in line, you pick a number. Everything is connected. The number leads to, you know, you're, you're getting service. So our birth date is the front door Right, to the narration of our life. And as you punch in those numbers, whatever they may be, and you get a solid number, you start to derive a, a storyline that led you to that number. Because every individual number 
your master number is made up of individual numbers. It's not really a solid number. It was composed by a and by the elements of separate numbers, just like we are more than bone and we're more than organ. We are we we become a human being through separate parts of the biological condition and animal. Same with the birth date. And you just train yourself, analyze, research. Are we on the air? Yeah, we're on the air. Analyze and research how to read the numbers. You know, a radiologist, a doctor will go, you know, I'm looking at your x-ray. And I can read an x-ray, but I'm not trained. Yeah, you were saying this in the last show. Right. Right. Well, I'm talking about radio uh, DJs in the last show. <laughs> this is a radio. <laughs> radio okay. You know, radio DJs is another thing. Um, you know, they call them jockeys. Like they're jockeying. Like they're a horse. horse. So how, what are they, horsing around and going on the radio? Why, when we look at the variation of a term, four, oh, it's four, F-O-R-E or F-O-U-R. Right. You know, Uh, we get into the, so when you say a number, there's a duality. There's a duality. In that number. Indeed there is. Even in the 11s and 10s and 1s and 2s, there's the numbers that we would a zero normal a number that would normally be deemed according to our philosophy to have more negative um, implications or suggestions there still is that duality in the number so every number has duality you know I remember a person long ago calling the radio show and she was saying something about sevens says you know sevens they're just terrible <laughs> and I said well Neil's a seven you can't, you know, make a generalization that all sevens are going to be spiritual and uh, and 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 of a high vibration. So, you know, every seven master number comes with its own set of problems, assets. Um, you know, it depends how far that person has gone in their journey to yeah, transcend. Every number has its own vibrational levels. So you can have a low vibrational seven, a high vibrational seven, a negative seven vibration, a positive seven vibration. They each have, every number actually has at least seven, seven vibrational frequencies. And they are according to the energy level because there's seven chakras in the body. Every number has certain levels contained within a seven level system. Right. So it gets very complicated when you're analyzing a birth date because you have to look at all those levels and you're also corresponding them to the chakra system. You're also corresponding them to a linear timeline in their life as well. So certain events may happen not just at the karmic turnover, but at junctures in the birth date that would be obvious to the average person. Yeah, You know, you see an 11 in a birth date, someone's born in the 11th, they may have been molested at the age of 11, you right. know, and that wouldn't be, you know, you don't get that in the normal numerology book. You're not going to learn that. No, or you the average a, you know, you brought the interesting point about life. When you, when you separate life into a simple life, which, God, they've made movies a simple life, 
Professor Higgins talked about I'm a simple man, an ordinary man, but he's really was kind of complex. Or you have a complicated life. So some of us define life as simplicity. Some of us try to get down to, well, just tell me it in simple terms. You're getting too complex. And some of us have a life of complexity, a complicated life. You know, you should look in the mirror and, and everyone should look at themselves and say, has my life been simple or complicated? Most people say, well, I think it's a cross between the two. Because how do you really have a simple life throughout life? Or how do you always have a complicated life? But there is a, there is a general analysis that you could entertain yourself with by analyzing your life and categorizing it either being a simple life or a strive to simplicity or a complicated life. Complicated lives can be elected. I mean, scientists, doctors, they elect to have complicated lives. Um, someone who just gives up on everything and lives off the fat of the land, you know, like two vagabonds. Well, you could call that simple, but I mean, there might be many simple complications life, yeah. within that. I mean, how easy is it to survive on the street? Gosh, we just encountered some homeless encampments and, you know, yeah. not, not, not a... I mean, you, you know, you may say it's simple, but showering, using public restrooms. I, there was an article in the LA Times about the number of public restrooms available as uh, juxtaposed to the number of people that live in um, in Los Angeles. It was something like 10 public restrooms and the population of Los Angeles is what, a million or something people? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, we recently passed a woman, uh, horribly obese, uh, sores all over her feet, filthy, dirty, carrying, uh, pulling a shopping cart with who knows what was in it, but it was filled to the oh, brim, and seemed to find a simple relief in the fact that she was sitting in a doorway with a, sh- with a shade. What was she doing anyway? Because well, she, was, she was smoking cigarettes. Well, yeah, she was, but she, she was, was burning. Or something. No, I But didn't she know. was burning a bag. She of was something. burning a bag of something. So I thought, what is she trying to? Uh, cocaine. Well, she's drugs. setting up something. She has some system to probably do up. her drugs. But but uh, you know, and um, obviously a life on the street. She was homeless carrying not only her own body weight, but the massive amounts of junk she was carrying around in the basket, and decided to sit in the shade for a minute on some dirty porch that uh, where she could just hide out for an hour or so. And she said hello to us with a biggest, Did she say brightest hello? smile. Yeah. I didn't hear her say no, hello. She, uh, she said hello to me. Well, she didn't say hi but, to me. Well, you weren't looking when she did it. But um, was with the biggest, brightest smile, you'd think she just won the lottery. And you kind of wonder. And, you know, it, and that's when we attempted, That's when we attempted to rob her because no, we, <laughs> we thought, you know, maybe she's got those lottery winnings in her pocket. In the same, you didn't notice, but in the same encounter, because we, we ourselves were going to a doctor because of our own ailments, 
but in the same encounter, um, a woman in a, in a um, Mercedes Benz almost ran us down and gave us a dirty look for not letting her have the right away before she turned into an alley and snubbed her nose. I noticed her lifting her nose up and driving forward. Um, who knows, maybe she was a doctor. She had a very expensive car and she was all made up like she was going to the World's Fair. But, you know, she, um, you look at it, you look at life. And it's not simple. It's very complicated to analyze life. You could put it in simplistic terms and resort to stereotypes or strip away the conditions of complexity and find a singular note to live by. Um, you know, the hippies said love, peace. You know, they used these terms like that would resolve everything. And then what happens? Charles Manson comes around. You well, yeah, it's the, hard. The, the, the drugs, I mean, also you know, acid and marijuana, hallucinogens. Yeah. And, you know, that's caught. I imagine complicated the hippie movement a lot because, you know, well, people's reactions to the drugs. I mean, a lot of people never came back from those did. acid trips. And you I yourself mean, know a person who yeah, went, lost, his mind. lost his mind because of uh, that kind of drug use. So or there's friend. your love and peace. But, you know, I mean, even the Beatles evolving from a want to hold your hand to helter skelter. And you say you want a revolution. I mean, even their transformation, I Want to Hold Your Hand was, to me, when it came out, the most ridiculous song I, I had ever heard. It was noise. And then later, I became a great fan of the Beatles. Well, I think but, you like, can't you, I love that song. What? I Want to Hold Your Hand is a well, fun song. When it came out Just in 63, sing, actually. I remember my father, it was on the radio, my father looked at me and said, what in the hell is this sound? <laughs> And back then, it, it sounded like some band in a garage with a bunch of teenagers singing. I mean, it was noise. And oh, people I know. called it noise. Well, I, I was... But, but later, in retrospect, you know, we look at it in, in a sort of different artistic lens and we advance in our knowledge. But, um, but it's not the point. Well, it's the the same point thing being, with, yeah. not to analyze, I want to hold your hand, but no. to analyze the theme of what became a pop hit to what became more of a socially conscious song that took on shadows of tyranny and, and rebellion and um, revolution. So, um, you know, I want to hold your hand. Why don't we do it in the road? I mean, they, they, they evolved and even in their, from being simplistically romantic to downright crude. Well, yeah. Um, I so, mean, in the same, you know, uh, my my generation, different music, and I heard the word jungle music refer to what I listened to when I was a teenager. I mean, I had a vast, I mean, I'm pretty eclectic in my musical taste, so a lot of different types of music. But I mean, those those that jungle music too had political impact and statements. Not it wasn't just noise necessarily. No. So, well, in my day, jungle music was the song Alley Oop, <laughs> you know, or The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Now, The Lion Sleeps oh, Tonight well, was my considered a jungle song. I mean, it, it was like 
African natives were singing a song. And um, and sure enough, I mean, the Shangri-Las and the tokens. Tokens. The tokens, um, you know, they're all white guys. But nonetheless, uh, that song was considered outstandingly odd, but it became number one. So Great we, song. you know, we have a we have a um, we have a very strange system, and the same with birthdays. You know, we all come out with a code. Right, and many of us have the same code, but it means vastly different things yeah. for each person. We all have, a lot of us have similar birth dates, similar times. Or even, you know, certain days, certain numbers that are the same and, and certain conditions that you experience, but totally different circumstances that you were brought, came into the world with. When we're talking about the karmic side of the birth date and, you know, what you experience up to the age that you have your karmic turnover, you're going to find people with completely different lives and experiences and, you know, why they came in with the parents they did, the, family they did, whatever limitations or talents they had, it's going to be, it's going to be totally different for everyone, even if they're born on the same day. Yeah. So with that, we're done with the show. And Pee Wee Herman, wherever you are. Oh, I know you're um, missing him. I mean, I was The word of the day is have fun. Well, you know, I was not a fan of that show. I was a great fan of that show. I know. But it's still, you know, the fact that he's emblematic of a certain period of time and he's gone is very sad. So it was a shock. Okay. And same with Tony Bennett. Gosh, one of the last, one of the last of his era is his era. The Frank Sinatra's, what were they? The Rat Pack? It's one of the last to survive. Well, now he can say that. His heart isn't the only thing he left in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are back on air Friday. Hope you join us then. Bye-bye.